Hey, Jason. Hey. How you doing, man? I, oh, I'm good. I heard we had a super killer dude. Eh? That's right, dude. At this time, actually, we're talking about mega agency owner secrets with the queen dude, Stephanie Hamilton. Are you ready? Yeah, let's get this thing going. Boom. Welcome to the Insurance Dudes, a podcast for insurance agency owners, helping us to think of different ways to optimize our business and our lives. Is that dramatic? It is dramatic. Oh, is that good? That's <laughs> dramatic. We'd like to see the look on the faces. I just laughed. Yeah. I did what not pass. It encourages people to move off iTunes and then go also watch the video on YouTube. <laughs> you should have warned me. I could have done it. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, we need to get the guest's reaction. Oh, okay. And it's usually about the same. Yeah. Looking like, a... where are these crazy people at? <laughs> well, I think you naturally will gravitate towards looking at his wall. And see uh, all that. Yeah. What is all of that? It's my uh, my uh, teenage schoolroom poster. <laughs> Not oh really. my God! You have Pee Wee Herman on your wall. Yes. Bill and Ted's Captain EO. <laughs> is that Hulk Hogan? That is with the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> okay. Are you a wrestling fan? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, uh, this is my office. At yeah. work, not at home. Yeah, it's back there. That's what you get to look at on mine. <laughs> no, you got to do better. Come on. You got to get some posters. Wait, I, I can do something. Hold on. Let's see how quickly I can work. Oh, no. I'm under, the, I'm under the gun here. How about that? Now he's in San Francisco. Or No, the posters are still better. Space. <laughs> Only Peppy's little hands. That's all, that's all I got for there you. There you go. <laughs> Steph, yeah. thanks for coming on. Thanks, Hamilton. I'm excited. Insurance sure? dudette. Yeah. Do what? You're dudette. Oh, okay. I got it. I can, be, I can be that. <laughs> I'm good. We don't have many insurance dudettes, so this is great. <laughs> this I can is be good. the dudette, I guess. <laughs> So how's it How going? You you're, you're over at Eric's. You're over yeah, at Yeah, I'm actually up here this week. Yeah, I got in at 3.30 yesterday morning, and I fly back out tonight. So do you still live in Alabama? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to move to Ohio? No. Wow. It's so cold. So how's that going to work? Uh, I just do everything remotely and do um, Zoom chats with the team. Okay. So, no, I don't do cold. All right. Well, remote, I mean, it's the future. That's right. That's right. So, so tell, us, tell, us, tell us a little bit, for somebody that doesn't know you or anything, tell us a little bit about your background, your history, uh, what got you in the insurance business and what you do now. All right. So, um, let's see. I got in the insurance business. I'm going to tell my age here, and I'm not really excited about it. Um, probably about 17 years ago. Um, and I actually started out selling life and health insurance 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, a guy just, one of the guys I went to high school with, he was like, you got to try this. And I was like, nah, okay, I'm not doing anything worthwhile now. So I might as well. <laughs> and that's how I started actually. Uh, well, I started, <laughs> no, right. No, just take it on a whim. It's fine. And this is where I landed. Um, so I, I started out doing, you know, just life and health, doing some group benefit enrollments and stuff like that. Um, and then I actually went to um, Nationwide for a while and worked there for a little while. And it was actually going really good. Um, but they were going more to an independent style agency. Um, mm-hmm. And I like the I like the whole like exclusive type deal where you're not having to learn like 15 different <laughs> agents, like 15 different products for people. So um, I actually went to all went to an Allstate agency. And I stayed with him for probably a year and a half, two years. And then I actually bought that agency from him. And I actually was an agency owner for a little over five years hmm. and, you know, had kids, husband's a police officer, you know, so I, um, I was like, dude, this is just too much. Like I have little bitty babies, all my own agency. I was like, I, I, this is overwhelming and you're never home. So, you know, um, so I actually sold it and went to work for a mega agency. And I was there uh, a little over three and a half years. And I was actually the sales trainer, coach, door changer, whatever you want to call me for that day. Um, And I actually helped them build a coaching and training program. And and I just actually wanted to do a little more and kind of go out and venture out a little on my own and do a little of my own thing every once in a while. So um, now I'm actually working remotely in Ohio. So I like it. It's fun. This is actually my second week. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah it's fun. I like it. Cool. So what, what, I mean, that's a big, that's a big change. Um, yeah. How is it, how <laughs> cool. is it working remotely? You know, what's funny is um, they see like as much as you see of me. So I can yeah. have a huge shirt, my hair can be fixed and I can have on shorts and flip flops and it's great. <laughs> I mean, like, what, I mean, is it better than that? Yeah. Pajama no. pants, super baggy pajama pants. Yeah. I mean, you're not saying anything else. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. That's what I do at, normally at, at the office. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, I came from an environment that was super non-casual, like very business, very, you know, uppity kind of deal. So um, it was definitely a big change for me to be able to wear my um, shorts to work. Yeah, yeah, well, even when you're there at Eric's, I, I mean, I'm under the impression there's foosball tables and bean bags and and all Dude, kinds there's of. There's a swing. So he took a picture of me in the swing earlier with my feet propped up on a table, and I was like, "That's so professional, Eric." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "We've got we don't post that anywhere." <laughs> so with all the environments that you've been in, I'm curious because I freaking hate co- collars. I don't like wearing suits like i loathe wearing suits anybody that knows me's like jason not hates. Wearing one? <laughs> no and like a tie feel i feel like it's a noose right but environment wise pros cons what do you feel what what kind of being in s- such a such a conservative environment and then right. all you've all your experience pros and cons what do you think moving uh, to a farm I- environment you know i'm kind of 50 50 actually um I like the whole super conservative environment um, because it kind of ups people's game a little just because they um, I feel like when they 
dress for success. It definitely kind of ups their game a little. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, in that environment also, there were a lot of walk-in customers. So, so I mean, it was a little different, you know. Uh, now nobody walking in my house that I have to talk to. So I'm just face to face with them and that's all they see. Um, but like when I came up here, it was like, oh my God, like you have heels on and like dress pants and you're going to be overdressed. And I'm like, this is what I'm used to. I don't know what else to wear. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I like both ways. Um, it just, I think it depends on where you are and kind of what environment you're in. It, you know, it's all, it all works. So is your role been consistently the same through the last agency the current one and how has that changed what exactly do you do how do you implement so yes I would say it is um it is it's going to be a lot the same um I was basically somewhat running the other agency um and that's kind of what I'm going to be doing here a lot of um, I'm trying to take as much off of his plate. I told him my main goal for him was to sit on his back porch and drink beer, if that's what he wanted to do. <laughs> that's, um, that is the goal for, um, not necessarily him, but for me, you know, if that's what, if he needs to take off, um, I don't want him having to check emails. I don't want him having to wonder what's going on. Like all he's doing is seeing emails come through that say, somebody got a sale, <laughs> you know, unless the office is on fire, I don't want him to be concerned about it. Um, so that's really, that's a goal for this agency. Um, and that's, you know, where we were at the last agency. Um, I kind of feel like we had arrived, so to speak at the last agency and it wasn't as, it was challenging, but in different ways. So this is back to kind of the challenge I like, like getting everybody up to speed, getting everybody, um, where they, they need to be on their goals. Um, because, you know, being a quote scratch agency versus a mega agency, they have different challenges. And I actually, these challenges fit better for my personality. You know, they just, um, not that there's anything wrong with the megas. It just, I like, I like the challenge of helping somebody go from nothing to a mega. That's fun to me. I like that. I like that part of it. And that's fun for them too. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Craig, sorry, I steamrolled you. No, it's okay. <laughs> you're, you're the steamroller. That, if you were uh, a wrestler, yeah. your wrestling name would be the steamroller. Maybe it should be. You should get you an outfit and make you a poster. Ah, oh, like one of those onesie outfits, right? With the yeah, yes. yeah. and it has like steamroller on it. <laughs> yeah. You, you gotta yeah, get one. Small dude, too. It would be funny. <laughs> most so, so so most agencies in growth mode, right? Being at the front end, being a uh, in the in the growth cycle of a business, where before you were at probably mature, right? They were it was maintain, not really grow, because when you have a book of that magnitude, all these megas, there there isn't a lot of growth, right? Because well, we did grow a lot, but yeah, yeah. required to grow a lot (laughs) exactly exactly so so when you're is is the the formula different for a startup and how to how to manage those people because that's what you're doing you're managing the the people and the processes is it what and and how is it different no honestly i don't think it's different um i'm using the same managing techniques the same processes um 
it is on a smaller scale. So, you know, some of it I'm kind of having to hold off implementing yet because we're just not there yet. Um, but a lot of it is the same. I mean, people managing, I think, is uh, probably the most difficult in any agency you go to. Um, and everybody struggles with that. You know, you just have to, um, you have to hold them accountable. And that's the same everywhere. You know, people are going to do what you expect of them and they're not going to do anymore. And so you just have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing until um, you get what you need out of them. Um, but honestly, everybody here, and I mean, they've been here for 18 months. So uh, me coming in as the new girl um, has, you know, it has not been challenging. And I was kind of expecting that everybody's kind of just open armed and jumped right on board. And we, you know, we're writing more than they ever have. So I'm kind of and excited talk, about that. Talk about that. So what, what, what did you do to, to increase that? And what do you do to push people? So um, I tell them it has a lot to do with the Southern charm. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> somehow have a way of doing that. I don't really know how that works. Um, but no, I, um, I think it was more anything, you know, um, agency owners have a lot on their plate as far as, you know, just running the business. Um, and they don't have a lot of time to hold people accountable because they're doing other things, trying to make this work or that work and trying to figure out, okay, well, these leads are working. These are not working. So it, it's difficult on their level to try to come in there and go, okay, why are you not making phone calls? Okay. Why are you not doing it this way? You know, um, they don't have a lot of time for that. Um, people say all day, well, they can make time. Well, there's only so many hours in the day. <laughs> so somebody like me can come in and especially coming from where I've been, and gotten the training that I have, I can just come in and take over and they don't have to, they can just kind of relinquish that control and say, okay, look, she knows what she's doing. I don't really have to worry about it and just kind of hands off and kind of watch it develop. Um, we've made some, you know, I mean, even in two weeks, we're going to make some tweaks, um, to things in, that they're doing. And I have to make tweaks to myself because I'm working with a totally different crew that's in a totally different environment than I've ever been in, never been to Ohio. So, you know, it's just, um, I'm used to working with these little Southern girls that um, are totally different. So, I mean, even I have to make changes to myself and how I react to things and how I, you know, manage them because it is, it's just different. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm liking it so far. Nice. And to get a little bit more granular, like what, what is your process? Like, what are we talking about? What are some tangible daily things that we can implement from? Yeah. yeah. So what does that look like? So, um, I think the biggest thing for most people is going to be listening to phone calls. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't do that, you know, um, now when I'm here, you know, like, like yesterday and today, um, I'm kind of listening to them live. I'm sitting right in there with them and they're in an open room. So I can kind of, unless they're both like in deep conversations at the same time, I can pretty much listen to every phone conversation they're having. So I can, you know, I can either chat them if I don't want to, you know, walk over and go, oh my God, don't do that. Um, I can kind of chat them and say, hey, look, try this. I mean, we just actually, um, I have one that she struggles a tad with closing like right on the spot. She, you know, she's just a little nervous about it. And so I'm chatting her going, close him, close him now. <laughs> and so yeah. we close the deal. You know, it's just, um, and sometimes I'll listen live to them without them knowing. I don't, I never talk to them while we're live because I don't want to, I don't want to make them nervous and I don't want them to mess up what they're doing. 
Um, but I'll listen, then I'll come back to them and say, hey, you know, look, why don't you try this next time? Or let's try this. Um, that's probably the biggest thing I do, honestly. Um, and then everybody all day knows where we're at. So from the first policy or before we even sell the first policy for the day, I know exactly what we need every single day. So from the first policy that sold, we do basically a countdown all day. Of, okay, now we need this much more. Now we need this much more. So I'm kind of, I guess I call it in your face, but not really like aggressively in your face. <laughs> they said they were scared of me and I was like, why? I'm nice. <laughs> but it's kind of, you know, it's everybody, I need everybody to be a team player and everybody to know, uh, you know, where we got to go and what we got to do to get there. So if it's out there all day, every day, it, it's going to be kind of ingrained in them to know where we have to go. And that's important to me because I mean, I can know, Eric can know, but if the whole team doesn't know like the big picture and where we're trying to go, it's, we're not going to get there. So um, those are the biggest things to me, though, is keeping it top of mind for everybody and then listening to phone calls. Mm. Yeah, reps or, or LSPs or, or really anywhere in, in life, right? If you're in sports or whatever, if there right. isn't somebody there to give outside perspective, yeah, it, it's gonna. If it starts going south, it's just gonna keep. Yeah. You know, the shit just starts to turn. So it's right. so. I think that that listening to calls, replaying the calls, and then and then sitting down and going over those calls is right. is the most valuable thing activity that you can do as either agency manager or agency owner, right? Because right. that's where they learn. Because they're yeah. doing. You know, like we can watch YouTube videos about sales. We can watch all these things that are, that are out there. But unless we actually are taking action, this is the theme of the day. You're our right. fourth. And every single one of these, we've been talking about taking action. Um, you know, you're actually in there, right? Right. It's, it's just remarkable. And I, I don't know that there's a question there. I'm just agreeing <laughs> with the so going, how did you get into that role? Was that something that you created? Was that something that was taught to you? Um, so, so I guess um, being, coming from an agency owner, when I started at the old agency, um, I started out in sales. And so basically I had to kind of prove myself. Um, and I kind of held myself to a, a different standard, I guess, because I had owned an agency. But like expected a lot of me they would anybody else just because of where I'd been so and I knew you know I, I can do those systems in my sleep so anybody anytime anybody had a question they wouldn't go bother anybody else they would come to me and mm. it kind of got to the point that I was basically training without a title <laughs> so um, anytime anybody new would come on um, I basically would kind of show them the ropes and show them how to um, make everything happen so I guess it was a mutual thing you know, um, when it came time that we were hiring a bunch of people and, um, everybody was kind of going to need training at the same time, um, that there was no way I could really produce and train effectively on both sides. So, um, my goal was to replace what I was doing. So, you know, I needed to replace 80 items a month. That, that was, you know, my average was going to run around 80 to 85. I needed to be able to replace that with, you know, and it may take two people for a little while. I need to be able to replace my production in order for that role to be effective. So um, that was um, that was probably about six months after I started. And um, I 
was doing that when I left. So I kind I guess I kind of created it, but had some help along the way. Nice. <laughs> that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why, why, so you created this, you had a, an awesome position. Now you're, you're going more, it, what was the big drive? Cause I think, okay, selfishly, I'm asking this question. So okay. <laughs> as I'm growing, you know, creating these roles and stuff from right. a retention standpoint, what would have kept you? Um, you know, my biggest thing was, and I think everybody, you know, everybody has their own ideas and own ways they want to do things and own, um, you know, just their difference of differences of opinion, I guess, sure. would be a good thing. Um, you know, and I was to the point that, you know, I was getting asked all the time to come to other agencies, like, you know, come in my agency and train my staff, come to my agency. But that wasn't possible because I had, 35 people I was responsible for. So I was not able to, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't leap. And I knew if I could find somewhere remotely that I could work and it would allow me to kind of venture out a little too. And everybody was kind of on the same team and on board with it, that it would all work. So when it came time that I was to that point and I was ready to do that, it was either I was going to do that or I was just going to go buy an agency and do it for myself. So this presented itself. And I was like, Oh, I got the best of both worlds. <laughs> so I can kind of, like, it was going to be really hard for me to travel and coach other teams and on my own agency. Um, you know, just because you need to be in there, especially for the first, you know, three or four years, you kind of got to be hands on a lot. Um, yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't going to be an opportunity for me for a while. And I was like, okay, so I can do this for a while. And then if I want to go open up my own later, I can, I still have that opportunity. Um, so this opportunity presented itself and I jumped all over it. Cool. When, when we talk about accountability, what, mm -hmm. what is your methodology for doing that? I mean, there's um, a, lot of, we have a lot of listeners and then they are always asking how, 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 right. And I know that it's, it's doing right. It's yeah. Just do it, figure it right. out. What specifically are you doing that's getting the results that you're getting? So really and truly, um, I'm a very motivating person. I'm not going in there, you know, cracking the whip going, you're not doing what I told you to do. That's just, that's not my style. You know, right. um, I'm more, um, hey, look, I want to know what your goals are because what, if I can figure out what you need to do in life, whether it's you're a single mom and you need to buy your first house, whether it's, you know, you want to pay off some loans, whatever that is, I'm trying, I'm going to try to figure that out first. Because when I start trying to hold you accountable, I can remind you why I'm holding you accountable to that. Because sure. like you need to get from point A to point B and you can't get there doing half the work. You've got to give, give it all you got. So, um, but really and truly, it comes down to activity more than anything, especially, you know, on the sales side. Um, so I know how many calls my girls need to make every single day in order to get where we need to get. So if we're at half of that at like two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, OK, look, we only got a few hours and we're not where we need to be. I'm like, OK, look, guys, I need this many calls in the next 30 minutes. I need this many calls in the next 30. And I'll kind of start breaking it down in wow. small chunks. Yeah, so that they're not, so that I don't say, look, I need 500 calls in the next four hours. I'm getting like, a little overwhelming. Right? 
emergency. Yeah, yeah, emergency, you know, but that's just like, you know, when an agency owner says, okay, I need to grow 30,000 points in the next however many months, they don't get that. That's not their, they work on a day-to-day basis. So I break it down to the point that they can, it's small chunks for them so that they can get to where they need to go along the way. And I don't make it about, I tell them all the time, I'm like, look, this is not about me. This is not about Eric. This is not about the agency. I need you to do this for yourself because you have stuff you want to do. And if I can get them to do it for them, everybody wins. Mm -hmm. Find their driving force, then tie the activity to the result. (laughs) Give them the the drive. I mean, it's, it's a simple formula. But yeah. but one that many agents putting out fires all day long don't end up getting no. down and doing this most important activity, right? As right. an agency owner or or operations manager, this right. is the most important activity in addition to those phone calls. Right. Yeah. It's and I would probably say consistency, right? It, I mean, yeah. you were doing that every day, all day, right? <laughs> say that one more time. I'm sorry, I missed part of that. You you do that. You were doing that every day, all day, and you continue to do that all day, every day. So it's not something like, oh, this week, this week they're into this, but trust me, it's not going to last long. I've been right. No. Um, and that was a struggle for me in the beginning. I'll be honest. Um, you know, it, it really took me a while to hold people accountable because that was something that I was like, oh. know what you're doing, you know? Um, and it was just like, why, why aren't you doing this? You know what you have to do. So I kind of had to get in the, um, in the groove of holding people accountable and then getting consistent about it so that I'm not doing something one day and then not doing it for four and then doing it again another day. So yeah, it's all day long. I'm reminding them of what we're doing while we're doing it and how we're going to get there. Mm. That's my biggest problem. My honestly, my big, like I'm always everywhere. And it's like just getting on those consistent things. And when I do and I get a process and I'm consistent, you see results, but you you jump on all these things and you're like, okay, I'm reviewing calls. And then next week you, you missed them. That's why you have a me. That's why you have a you. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) We need a a, 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 (laughs) Stephanie Hamilton clones. Yeah. Only available on insurance dudes. Yeah. I'll start, I'll I'll start the, making little, little me's. Bobbleheads. Shipping them out. <laughs> it's awesome. That is awesome. Um, what other nuggets, what other pieces of information do you think that agent, like seeing, seeing it from your side is so awesome because you get to look at it from a non-objective view. Uh, right? Is that right? Not subjective Anyways. or no. whatever. Anyway. <laughs> whatever we want to call it, it's fine. <laughs> whatever. But you we know what we're talking from, about from a different yeah. view, and you can see it from a different perspective. So, what do you see? Like, like help me and Craig right now. Like, what would you? What's your best advice for us? Uh, really and truly to to say that again. Besides having me anything without knowing anything about us. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I know nothing. Yeah. Um, so really and truly it's to delegate as many tasks as you can that honestly, because, um, and it's just like, you know, I was talking about Eric, like he can't do it all. It's just literally not possible. There's so many, there's so many little things 
that get missed every single day just because there's not enough time and there's not enough use going around. So, you know, if you can find people that can take things from you that you feel good about, that you trust them, but you know, you know, we're not going to have any balls dropped. We're not going to have any issues with, you know, compliance or anything like that. Um, that's probably the biggest thing is because you start replicating things that you can do and take off of your plate to where you're working more on the business instead of in the business. And I never understood that when I owned my own agency. And that's probably mm. why I'm sitting where I'm sitting today is because I did not grasp that. I was like, no, I can't like, I can't relinquish these things because nobody else is going to do it right. Um, right. It was more of a, you know, it was a control thing. You know, you didn't want to, I didn't want to give any of that up. And um, so, and that was one thing when I came here, I was like, okay, you look, you're going to start passing some of this. He's like, what do you want? I said, I want your emails. I want payroll. I want this. I want that. He's like, um, do you even need me here? No, not really. We're good. <laughs> We're good. You can go. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing for agency owners. I think is find somebody that you can trust that you can give to that, you know, listening to calls is a time sucker, really. Um, and payroll can be a time sucker at time. Give thing, give those things away so that you can do more stuff that you need to do to help the agency grow. Yeah. Makes sense. Keep it, I stay have, at the strategic level, yeah. right? The agency owner should be up at the strategic level as, you know, run, uh, being the business owner, not the business operator, right. right? You have somebody else down here working on the tactics that support that overall vision right. and strategy that, you know, right. wh whatever they are. I'm so yeah. glad I remembered this. There was a question that, so when we talked to um, Eric, he mentioned oh <laughs> 6,000 leads from his current book of business. And we went on through the cast because it went really well. So many great pieces of advice. And I never went back to it. I had it written down and everything. So yeah. it's way better to ask you because you did it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, how did you do that? How did you learn that? and the methodology behind that so the first one of the questions he asked me and i guess i was i don't know if i was really interviewing or if i was already hired i'm not really sure how all that worked i mean i was <laughs> kind of like yeah i'll take the job yeah you know <laughs> do a professional interview but uh here he comes so i'm gonna have to listen he's gonna have to listen to me tell this so um, he, his first question to me was like, so are you going to uh, make me start spending an extra 10 to $20,000 a month on leads? And I was like, no, why, why would I do that? And he said, well, um, I don't really want to do that. I was like, we're not doing that. I was like, dude, how many windbags do you have? And he was like, what, how do I run those? And I was like, oh dear God. I was like, how many requests do you have? I was like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, okay. So I mean, that's where we started. And we ended up coming I think by the time we narrowed it all down, we probably got anywhere from three to 4,000 getting duplicates out and, you know, people that just junk that you don't want. Um, but we probably ended up getting a good three to 4,000 out of there that, um, and we've actually written some in the last couple of weeks. So um, mm -hmm. just narrowing down processes and stuff that you can do stuff off your own book that, you know, you don't learn in school. They don't teach you that stuff. You kind of have to figure stuff out on your own. So that stuff really helped. So just taking the time to really dissect all those reports that we always push aside. Mm -hmm. I don't think not many, if you want to be real, like not, not many agencies have a great win back process right. or quotes. Yeah. Um, 
but they work and they're free. I mean, you already got them. Why not work them? And we have the yeah. technology. I mean, you export yeah. a list, you dump it in there and it starts doing it, right? It's calling it for you. Why are you not going to call that? How easy is it? Yeah. Instead of spending 15 bucks on each of those dials. It, right, right. alienating data a lot or getting mad at us. But, yeah. But, but it's true, right? Like if each of those 33,000, think of the cost at 15 bucks per. Yeah. That's 45 grand in leads if I did the math right. I mean, yeah crazy right right yeah. there and and if we know if we know from data how many times they've actually been worked right they probably yeah. called them three times at the right. most right when we know <laughs> from Jason's data 20 times why yeah. didn't call them 20 times mm -hmm. yeah so you just create free leads it's great free leads, free leads are good leads right yeah yeah. As far as uh, uh, processes, do you, do you find it more advantageous to mix those in with like an agent, the winbacks, the requotes, and all that stuff, or do you find it more advantageous? Like, okay, now we're going to focus on winbacks. No, I mix them all in. Mix them all in. And yeah. what, as far as scripts in the way you go into it, um, how would you approach a winback? Okay. It's super easy. You're going to laugh when I tell you this, but so I when they, it. I mean, they're calling, are you going to role play with me, Jason? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so like the phone's ringing and yeah. you answer. Hello? Hey, this is Stephanie. How are you today? Pretty good. Pretty good. good. Hey, I'm calling from Eric Brown's Allstate Agency and you used to have your policies with us. We've had a lot change since you left. Do you still live at 123 Main Street? Yeah, but you guys are way too expensive. I tried to call in and uh, the phone, I went to voicemail. So I just ended up going to Geico. Hey, I understand. I, hey, look, I, I understand completely. But look, I promise you a lot's changed. It won't take me about 15 minutes. I can have you a quote ready. And I promise you we're going to go over your coverages, make sure everything's good and that you were taken care of. Are you still um, driving that 2019 Range Rover? Yeah, if you are you gonna give me a better price than you gave me? You guys are expensive. I'm paying half as much. Hey, hey, look, I understand price is important. It's it's important to everybody. But look, what's most important is what kind of coverage you have. So I'm gonna make sure that you do not walk out of here today, or that we don't get off the phone without going over what coverage you have and to make sure that you are taken care of. I don't want you calling me in six months when you've had a wreck saying. Oh my God, I don't know if I have enough to pay for this. No, we're going to make sure you got enough to pay for it. So are you still driving that Range Rover? Boom, there you go. And I think that that's one of the- objections, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang, if he comes up with one more, like- <laughs> <laughs> No, but listen, like I hear no, about I everybody in different states and stuff. And I, I, I hate ever being negative. I never want to say like, but I'll tell you one thing, California, everybody's too busy for everything. It's all about- price so like ours is really the at that point because we do all the, that stuff but it's like now it's a numbers game we got to hit a lot more people because people are right. just um but those are the real objections that we get and we get a lot oh, of yeah. hang up and stuff like that but yeah and we get i mean i'll be honest you're gonna get those anywhere um and i don't and you're probably right um california is one of those states it's just a monster of its own um but you're going to, you get a lot of those same object, objections, every single state. It doesn't matter. Um, yep. It's just how you handle them. And then you do have to figure out, you know, how many of these am I going to have to call to get a sale? 
because you guys may have to call a lot more of those type people than we do. And mm. you just kind of have to figure out your numbers and, you know, I, I need to call X amount to be able to get a sale on a win back and start rolling with them. Yep. No, that's it. I mean, that's what we've like, like I told Craig, it's about 15 to 20 calls right now that we're getting a sale on. And, you yeah. know, our agents make like 300 calls a day and it's a lot, but it's the way that you equal the amount yeah. of other states. So it's like, you yeah, figure I out mean, you kind of got to figure out your own numbers and figure out, you know, what you got to do every day to get where you want to go. But once you figure that out and you start doing it, you're going to write what you need to write. And I think when you role played right now, the key piece is everybody says, assume the sale. Like you're constantly needing to assume you kept at, yeah. you explained something, but you never asked, do you want the quote? Like right. nobody wants a quote. Nobody does. No, I don't want nobody a quote from you. I don't, I, ask, I don't want to talk about insurance. I like it. No. Do you want a root canal? No. No. <laughs> no way. Take the focus off that, right? You're sh- yeah. and, and Jason's over here focusing on price because that's what at the top of everybody's mind and what they're trained to in this world, right, is it's about right. the price. I mean, that's what Geico says. That's what Progressive says. That's what they all, they all try to tell us. And so yeah. you're just steering it back to coverage, right? If you right. – you, little small wins every time that you say, look, we're going to get you the right coverage. I agree. The price is super important. However, we will need to look at the coverages because that's even more important when you have an accident and you've hit somebody and they're laying on the side of the road and are going to sue you. Are you concerned about how much it costs? Are you concerned that you have a million dollars of protection? Right. Right. Most important at that moment. Right. Well, we had one, um, actually, I think it was the first of this week. Um, they had actually gone to Progressive and they had slashed their coverages to state minimums. And so, oh. and we got them back and gave them what they needed. So, you know, it's, you know, people don't understand when they go somewhere else and they're just getting a cheaper price. They don't really understand what's happening in that process because it's not mm-hmm. explained to them. They signed the policy, they got what they got and just hope to God they don't get in a wreck during the process. Right. Yep. The cheapos are going to focus on the price because that's right. how they win, right? That's right? We're going to focus on the coverages because that's how our clients win. Right. And so that's where the fundamental difference is, is we actually care about their outcome, right? That they don't even know that they, that they have. Their most important outcome is to have the right coverage. Right. right. At the end of the day, that, that's it. They don't know it. They think it's to have the best price. Yeah. But you're, I mean, you did a great job. Thanks. And I've noticed too, like, tell me from both of you guys and your agencies, um, I've noticed that agents think that they've gone through that, the quote, and they've uh, built all the value and stuff. But like the next day or the day after, if you talk to them, it's like the the client doesn't realize or they don't remember all that stuff. So you got to like resell them. So it's hard to like, for me, like we're conscious about it now in the office, but letting everyone know, listen, you, every time you get on the phone, you need to resell those benefits and coverages and everything as if they don't know, because chances are there's no way to memorize what you said. Yeah. In the same way that Stephanie identified with the staff, what the purpose is, Mm. I think, Oh, she froze for a second, but, but in the same way you find out the purpose for the staff, right? You're diagnosing the staff's need. We need to, we diagnose their need and then we're served. Like the value doesn't matter 
if you serve that value and it's just some benefit, right? If yeah. it, if it truly benefits them where it's the coverages and you know, here's the accident or whatever, right? You uncover, you show them um, a great little, a great line we heard somewhere was if, if every time you hop in your car, imagine taking all your stuff, everything you own, all your bank accounts, everything and sticking to your trunk and you're driving around with everything you own in your car. Because if you hit somebody, you injure them, that can be taken. Now they're, now they're thinking about that, right? right? So we have to move them to that spot so we can give them the benefit. Otherwise they do. You're right. They forget. Mm-hmm. Even, today. even, even, even if you give the best presentation, I still like, dude, next week when all their crap's going on, the kid was, you know, screaming in the morning, wife's mad at the dude and the dude answers the phone. <laughs> no way he's going to remember all the crap. Hold of. Why I mean, is he, always he, the wife's mad? Why that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Why couldn't, yeah. Why couldn't oh, he be mad at her? Why did not have to be mad at <laughs> Thank God my wife doesn't listen to this. <laughs> she, she's been brought up now a couple times. Several hey. times today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure we she get a fight. <laughs> We're all good, too. Oh, just. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Again. <Yeah. laughs> How many times is that today? Like three or four, probably? It's fine. Probably, yeah. I'm it's just. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are such a good a, a good combination too because you're you're here tactical. Eric's very strategic, and and how does that interaction like? How often are you guys talking? Because you said um, he could drink beer, or and I know that that isn't what he wants to do because he's pretty active in a lot of different things. He's sitting here so, laughing, <laughs> right? So how does, how does not beer? <laughs> Sorry, poke your head in, Eric. Say hi. He said, poke your head in. Say hi. Hey, there he is. Look at that. Hey. <laughs> yeah, how, how does that work and how, how much interaction is there? Um, well, I mean, of course, there's been a lot more in the past two days because I've been here. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, we probably talk, what, four or five times a day? Oh, three or four? Easy. Yeah. I mean, if we're not talking, you know, somebody's texting the other one. Um, and you know, this is all new, I guess, you know, really for both of us. So it is a, it's a newer process. Um, as time goes on, we may not talk as much. Um, we may talk more depending on what, um, what all's going on, but, um, we actually talk quite a bit throughout the day. Um, he always knows where, like what I'm doing and what's going on and, um, like what I'm telling the girls so that if I'm not in the office and I'm like, Hey, can you run in there and, you know, fix this or do that or, um, or if he's out of the office, um, I know where he's at. I know what's going on that way. Um, uh, we're always kind of both on the same page so that, um, there's no disruption in anything. Communication. Do you document that? Do you have some sort of like strategy session to know like where to go and create clarity and all the fun stuff? Um, yeah, I just gave you access to my calendar. I was about to say, yeah, I kind of just have access to everything. <laughs> I was like, hey, I need this, 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 and this. <laughs> okay. Nice. And how easy is it now? You know, it's 2019. You can you can give access to all these different things, and it's, it's everybody's accessible at every yeah, moment. Yeah, you just got to be willing to do it, honestly. Um, if you're willing to do it, and you got somebody that you know you can trust, and you know that's going that's got the agency's best interest at heart. Um, and you're willing to do that, I don't know why you don't, because that can just free up so much more of your time for you to do other things that you need to be doing. So it's, it makes life so much easier. 
Yeah. Quick question. Did, did you create a, uh, a, an exit plan? Like when you've changed roles? Did or, I create an exit plan? Like yeah, from like, one agency to another? Yeah, like, like because- In my mind, <laughs> I kind of did, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, because I'm now again, I'm thinking selfishly like, okay, so I'm building this role and um, I mean, it, it, you got to have somebody on deck that can, you always got to have somebody on deck, right? They can replace a role or something like right. that. Is that something that was implemented or is that something that, I don't know. Um, no, um, because I don't, I, I cannot know how to say that. So uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Which, which is something that's scary, right? If you have a Stephanie Hamilton who's doing it all for you, and then Stephanie Hamilton is no longer there, there's a big hold to plug, right? Like we we there's all of a sudden right. a lot of water coming in the boat, right? And how do you fix right? That? Yeah, but <laughs> I would all fix the boat from sinking. Yeah, and I would also say this. I mean, that's a good that's a good thing to do. I mean, as you're delegating and all this stuff i mean creating processes and being able to i mean if it's written down somebody can follow it right so it's right. like yeah um and that's you know that's a good that's one of the good things for agency owners to be aware of though is that you know you kind of need to be on the same page with the people that are in your agency especially if you're going to put them in a leadership role mm-hmm. um make sure that you're always talking to them you always know what's going on um, because things like this do happen and, you know, there is no exit strategy. Um, yeah. you know, you kind of, um, have ideas and then, um, they start to transpire and you figure out real quick that you can make it happen. And it's either a do or die kind of thing. You kind of have to jump on board. And, you know, if, if you don't support their ideas and you're not all on the same page, then, things like that do happen and there is an exit. So. Yeah. And then, but that's all business and that's the way it's going to yeah. go, especially when you're successful oh, yeah. and all that stuff. It's yeah. Just gonna happen. It happens. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> He's asking hard questions over here. He's asked the hard questions, Craig. You didn't warn me I, about well, that. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I'm just, it's honestly, okay. I'm just care. curious. Like I love, I'm so, like, I love business in general. Like I would probably say like business and processes are more interesting to me than insurance. Can you believe that? Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) And the execution of those processes, right? Like just to see them through and then what's not. Yeah. Yeah. What is what? Testing. Yeah. yeah, Insurance is not that interesting. I mean, it is what it is. Everybody's (laughs) got to have it, but you know, I like to figure out how you can make it better. So I'm kind of with him on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, until this ep, until this ep, or until we started doing this, like I, I would tell people that, like, sure, it's boring. Like, it is boring. What it, says that? Like, boy, it's, it's like, not exciting. No, it's not. Nobody wants to talk about it. No. We, no. We're, yeah. We're all so, selling the same thing. We're just doing it a little different. Yeah. I mean, Hot. really. One agent was so funny. He always says that he's hawking snake oil. <laughs> it's just, but he's joking, of course. You know what I mean. But like, he's a, he says I'm a snake oil salesman. 
Can know. you please uh, message me his name? Because he and I will probably get along great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. I love it too. Cause I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that, uh, but I mean, a lot of people do think that it's fun to make fun of us. Cause we're just, yeah. We're just we're all doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, awesome. Anything that you could think of that that we should have asked that we missed? No, I think Jason covered it all. Oh, result Jason, <laughs> huh? I was about to go. Oh, Lord, my seat's getting like I'm about to start rocking back and forth. What's going to ask next? <laughs> he, he, when he gets tired, he's just, he just gets real, you know, he's out here. Just. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to request a list of questions next time and go, I need these prior to the dudette conversation, okay? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you, Stephanie Hel- uh, Hamilton, the the for uh, one of the few aid, insurance dudettes. Dudettes, yeah. You're the you're now the the queen dudette, right now. I'll take that. I'll take that title. I'm gonna make Eric have me a sign made that says that. We were trying to figure out what to call you. Yeah, <laughs> they were trying to figure out my title, so I'll take that. That'll, yeah, I'm gonna queen have that in my email signature. We gotta awesome. get you a caricature. Yeah, I need, yeah. I need one of those. Work on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. It was fun. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thanks, We will guys. see you on the next one. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Your Insurance Dudes podcast is sponsored by Agency Vault, an industry leader in agency coaching, hiring and retaining top talent, and sales training with the seven-step trusted advisor sales framework. Are you up for the challenge? For $99, you'll get 28 days of access and an opportunity to join our private platinum coaching group. For more information, navigate to www.agencyvault.com. Hey, thanks for checking out the insurance dudes. Hey, please subscribe. We got some really great stuff coming out.